This is Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Their two-step program of sack up and get good can help even the worst of gamers just be bad. Garrick and Crowley review the latest titles and discuss the latest news and issues. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Garrick and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Welcome to a very special edition, episode, whatever you want to call it, of Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your very special host, Mr. Crowley, and I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our very special, special person. It's Garrick. Hello, I'm Garrick. I'm special. How are you, Crowley? I'm special. I'm uh, very happy to announce that we have a very special guest with us today. It's a lot of special. Uh, there's a lot of special in this episode. It is Jonesy from the Cantina Cast. Jonesy, welcome once again to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I appreciate it. I feel so special to be here. I- Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. That's how you should feel, Jonesy. This is by far the most awkward intro I think I've been a part of. So congratulations, guys. <laughs> Thanks. It's a, it's, a, it's a special intro. This is why you feel so awkward. It's so why is this awkward. so special, anyway. Mr. Crowley? Uh, this is our 50th show, actually. Uh, we're very uh, proud to to announce that this is our 50th show. Uh, I've done a lot of podcasts in the past, and only a few have gotten to that very special number. Uh, the next special number, if anybody was curious, is 100. I thought it was and 75. Garrick, Garrick may or may not still be. My money was on 51. Fifty one is gonna be pretty special. You know what? That's probably even money at this point. It was just more about whether uh, <laughs> it happened or not after this one. <laughs> right. Uh so we've got a lot to talk about. We'll get uh in, into all the things that we want to talk about uh in this very special episode, the fiftieth episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous. But first I want to thank all of our listeners. The last couple of weeks we have had the most downloads, the most plays of any uh, of, of our other episodes, so episodes 48 and 49, were actually very special as well. This is just special all the way around, as uh, they were our most listened to uh, episodes. Plus, everyone's still going back and listening to the Gran Turismo Sport episode. Game sucks. Stop listening to it, people. <laughs> right? Like, spoiler alert. You can still listen to the show, but it's not going to change that that game doesn't suck. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. We should re-review that game. For no. our 51st anniversary show. And this is why Garrick won't be here for 51. Like I said, it's even money. Uh, we also have a huge announcement. Like It's just, it's like, just a very special episode of special things going Stop on. Stop saying I, special. Or I'm going to say I mean, this is going to be a chill episode. Uh, don't, don't. At least we didn't have a word of the day. It, uh, we are very happy and pleased and honored and humbled to announce that we are part of the Ear Glue Media uh, podcasting network. Uh, very uh, happy to be there alongside great, fantastic podcasts like the Cantina cast, like the basement and like the soon to be podcast, uh, Manny faces of masters of the universe. Like that's, I could say that's a mouthful. He's announced it. No, it's been announced. Yeah. Mike Rondo himself is coming out of retirement and he is going to talk all things He-Man. Nice. And I'm sure he's going to have some special guests along the way. <laughs> he's probably going to have some special guests. I hear he had a little bit of ring rust, if you will. Podcasting oh, rust? I would never say that about the about our Lord Emperor. 
Lord Emperor Rondo. That is correct. Uh, so look forward to that. But very happy. Uh, and like I said, very uh, honored and humbled that we were asked to be a part of this uh, uh, great um, group of people. Uh, and a great group of podcasters. And so we're, we're uh, really looking forward to see what the future holds, not only for us, but for our fellow podcasters and the basement and the cantina cast. And of course the many faces of masters. So of the Crowley, so can I ask you a he- question real quick? Were you sure. so happy that you catchinated? Meaning you laughed loudly, oh. man, <laughs> you know, I had to get in on it. I love hearing Garrick when he does that. So I know that just made your next 50 episodes miserable, but I love it. I love Word of the Day. When I'm at the gas station, they give me Word of the Day, too. It's fantastic. Everyone should love Word of the Day. Thank you, Jonesy. Yeah. Greatest guest ever. So special. You know, it it might be time to leave uh, the ear glue media. Uh, it was, right. was short lived, but it was wonderful. Well, it was, it was wonderful. What was it? We we got through five minutes of an episode. It was uh, great. Um, so uh, along those lines, talking about your glue media, there's a new Discord. We're going to get rid of our old Discord, or at least boot everybody off of it. And uh, we've got a new Discord. the The link will be in the show notes, but that has all of your favorite shows, including the ones previously mentioned: the Cantina Cast, the Basement, and. The many faces of Masters of the Universe, man. I like I. We need to talk about that. That title, Jonesy. That is a lot to say. It is, but since Can I we came just up say with it, many faces of <laughs> right. Can we just say many faces of Motu? Yeah, that would work too. Uh, that, right. that works for me. That's yeah, I think that's a lot. So we're merging servers. Uh, so uh, click down at the bottom, join the conversation. There's a ton of good people over there. We have a lot of fun in the Discord. There's a lot going on, uh, but I promise you can mute channels, the channels you don't want to listen to, like the the Bad Gamers Anonymous channels. You can mute all of those, uh, and, and you can just interact with uh, those things that interest you. But if you haven't listened to The Basement and you haven't listened to The Cantina Cast, go listen to them right now. Um, so should we just jump in, guys? Or, or like, what? Like, how excited are you for this 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 ear glue media, Jonesy? On a scale of one to eleven, I'm an eleven point five. That's my new rating. <laughs> nice. But I at like some it. point, I'll wow. get upset and just bump it down to a ten point five out of ten, because that's, that's the Crowley. That's sketch. still here. yeah. That's just... this. This sounds like Detroit become human. It is. Yeah. It, wow. It is. It is. It is Detroit go. beyond human epic. Uh, no, we're, I'm real excited about it because, A, I don't have enough things to do. So Mike is putting me to work in a lot of different ways. But, no, it, it's fun because, you know, we got, we got a lot of different stuff. <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of different things going on with it. Uh, the, it's going to be a lot of variety, but it's still kind of in this general genre of, I don't know, somewhat geekiness for right now until, you know, we explore some other options. But... It's a lot of fun. We got a lot of great action on the Discord. People are really getting into it. We're starting to kind of cross pollinate a little bit between the the shows and exposing people to different, you know, different you know shows. We we like that. I mean, it's just a lot of fun and a chance to interact with our friends. You know, which is which is really important to us. And we were so excited that you guys accepted the invite because you guys are like family to to all of us over at the Cantina Cast and. It wouldn't have been the same without y'all. So we're we're super happy to have you guys on board. Dude, I, that means a lot coming coming from you guys. I respect uh, just 
the the work that you guys put in for the cantina cast and 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 for the basement i know mike has put in a ton of work over the years for the cantina cast and you and albert have taken over and done a, just an absolutely fantastic job uh the first like you should just go listen to their first episode like if you're not gonna just if, if this you're gonna test them out if you've never listened to the cantina cast if you're a star wars fan go check out the very first episode that albert and jonesy did and you'll be hooked I'm just telling you, you'll be hooked. They talk about the force. Like, if you're going to start with a topic, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't start with the force. No, I was a little nervous about that, too, but it turned out pretty well. We were, we were pretty happy. Yeah, about no, it. you you guys <laughs> nailed it. So I appreciate that. Just uh, You guys have definitely picked up that torch or ripped it away from Mike and and have run with it in a in a, a just fantastic way. The basement's great. I'm getting ready to go on another episode of the basement uh tomorrow. So I, I'm getting my electrolytes in. Uh, I've got Gatorade uh ready for that marathon. And that's always a good time. I, again, if you're into nostalgia, if you're into Ready Player One, that's that's the place to go. And then uh the Manny faces a Motu. If you're a He-Man fan, that is going to be a blast that's gonna be yeah fun. that'll so that'll I, come out later this year we're, we're trying to release it as a, a season so all at once so you can kind of binge listen to it and it's kind of this weird cross between the basement and cantina cast where we talk about the characters and and michael have different hosts on so i think he's wanting me to do a couple with him to start but you just kind of get this flavor we talk about the characters but it's campy i mean it's he-man for goodness sake and the the, the tv shows were insane and uh, so much fun. We don't talk about the movie because that's a travesty. Oh, we should totally <laughs> talk about the don't. movie. That movie is so terrible. It's great. <laughs> so can I just say that I did not know that Cartoon Network is doing a new He-Man. No, Thundercats. Thundercats, not yeah. Yep. Thundercats. And that is atrocious. It looks atrocious. Nostalgia's in, yeah, man. You guys I'm have... worried they're going to do the exact same thing to all the old yeah. cartoons. That's legit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's a legit concern for sure. Nostalgia so, sells, right? Uh, I mean, that's we you guys have uh, been talking about true. it for months and months and months. It's, we don't have any original right? ideas anymore, so let's go, let's go dig up the past and Everything, destroy some childhoods. <laughs> absolutely, that's it. Nobody will be happy until all of our childhood is ruined. Uh, but we're very happy to be a part of uh, EGM. We're looking forward to the future, what that holds for everybody. And and it is like family. It's a lot of fun uh, talking with you guys and getting to know you guys over the last uh, several months. I was going to say few, but it's it's been almost a year, I think. And uh, I've known Mike forever. So it is exactly like family with he and I because we always <laughs> I, I like having conversations with Mike. We need to get him on BGA if he would play something that didn't suck. Um Let's let's just transition from things that suck into things that don't suck. And we'll go right into news. Uh, did you guys see that uh, Steam had an announcement uh, yesterday? I completely missed this. I did, too. Uh, Jonesy, did you see this? I don't know how to pronounce Linux, so no. Oh, wait. You just did. You oh, just, snap. Yeah, you nailed it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. So, So Steam has announced that uh, they're going to be available to play uh, on Linux. Linux. Linux? I don't know. Well, now you've got me confused. <laughs> it's Linux. Yeah, I was kidding. This is kind of a big deal. This is kind of a big deal, right? I, I don't know. Is it really? Do, how many people really use Linux? Linux has still got a really like hardcore following. I, I never, I've I never used say, it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like a rabid fan base. It is. 
It's it's almost as rabid as your uh, Apple, as your as your Apple guys. I don't know if it's know that, that rabbit. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's as popular as Apple. No, not nearly. Linux but. is, from what I understand of Linux, is an open source operating system. So you can go in and kind of program whatever you want. You can make it do anything. So uh, honestly, if you didn't have native Steam support anyways, I'm sure somebody out there already coded Steam to work for Linux. So I don't I don't know what this really does for the Linux community. Um, if I'm totally wrong, somebody who plays on Linux, please reach out to us and let us know. But as far as I'm concerned, this doesn't really do much. I don't think Linux is a big uh, operating system for gamers. I think it's big for coders and and I, I don't even know who else. But I don't think gamers are like I gotta get me a Linux because I hate Microsoft. Uh, I mean, because everything probably is exists. On. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they do, but I just don't think they're a large community. It's probably a community of like five people, and right now all five are listening to us, and they're like, I hate Crowley. I'm going to come find him and beat him up. There's, I'm okay with that. There's probably a line yeah. <laughs> forming right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, outside my door. Uh, according to the NPD group, which is a group that looks at things that we're going to talk about here in just a second, Octopath Traveler sold over 350,000 games in its first week. And it was the top-selling game in July. And this goes off what we were talking about before, about how it kept selling out and getting back in stock. Square Enix had to apologize for it. Now, this Twice. is just based on physical sales in the U.S. Yeah, this, this doesn't include digital downloads. So this is just physical, like, hard copy sale. This is, this is insane that, number one, it sold 350,000 copies because they had... Zero marketing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, no, they they marketed did you it a see, little bit. Did you see any on? Did you see any marketing on TV? They didn't have a TV spot. No, but in did they have a radio spot? Video game stores. You saw marketing in uh, YouTube. Nintendo Direct showcased this game twice recently, both times announcing a, a demo for it. Okay, but for the casual player like myself, for the I'm a casual filthy casual player. I'm no. all right with that. You found right. out about this game because of a hardcore player like me telling you about it. Dude, if you're a hardcore player, you don't you don't beat games. Hardcore players beat games. Hardcore players uh, hard, play games. Hardcore. No, that is not that is not no. <laughs> that is that is an incorrect analogy, sir. Uh so I I was pretty surprised by this. I was also surprised that the out of the top 10 selling games in the month of July, five of those were Nintendo Switch games, including Zelda Breath of the Mild. Now, this this is a little bit more surprising to me that Nintendo is having all these old games. I believe Mario Kart is still on that list as well. Right. Um, these games from last year that are almost a year old. In case of uh, Legend of Zelda, it is over a year old. It's a year and a half old. But again, it's like you said, all of these games are physical copies. This is what the yeah. numbers are. They're, they're, they're for physical copies. So I think this kind of, we may be burying the lead here. What, what this tells me, and also reported from NPD, was the Nintendo Switch was the top-selling system, both in terms of dollars as well as units sold. So all this tells me, number five of the top 10 games are Nintendo Switch games. They've done the 
the best-selling system, all this tells me is that people are buying Switches left and right, and that these these five games in particular are the most popular games, which on Zelda Switch. Breath of the Wild is the third best penetrating game on the Switch, Mario Kart 8 is the second best, and Super Mario Odyssey is the first best. And the okay, attachment again, rates are insane. These are physical copies of games. So somebody Correct. goes in, they buy a Switch, they're picking up one of these five games. Exactly. Okay, now, because I'm going to ask Jonesy, how many physical copies of games, movies, whatever, do you have? Oh, like in my possession? Well, like, do you still buy them? Uh, every or every do you once do in a while. I am in the process of switching to digital, though. So I've stopped buying physical copies if I can. Now, when Amazon was doing the 20% off thing, I was still considering that pretty heavily. But since that's basically evaporated for us PlayStation users, I have pretty much switched to digital only for both movies and for and for games. Yeah, in fact, I when, when I uh, pre-ordered Spider-Man because it wasn't available, the collector's edition wasn't available on Amazon and I wasn't going to get the 20%. It's like, screw it. I just did the digital uh, download from Sony. Like, why do I need a physical copy? If I can't have a collector's edition, why do I need more clutter? I have enough clutter. Cigars and PlayStation games and movies. I don't need well, no more. Well, something, I mean, but this is, the target is a younger generation for the Switch, right? And so you have a lot of oh, yeah, for sure. so you have a lot of parents and they're, you know, in together at the Target or the Walmart or whatever and you know, looking at the games of what seems appropriate for them. So these make a lot of sense. I mean, Nintendo's got their niche. I mean, they've always excelled in this, especially this handheld game with I mean, I remember the Game Boy back when it came out and it was the thing for many, many years. And so it's not surprising that they've got this great little hybrid product that, you know, has a lot of great penetration, especially with the younger crowd and you know, parents are always on, on board with, you know, being able to influence and limit some of the more adult content as well. And so I can, it makes a lot of sense to me why this is so popular. It also tells me that there's not something very, um, you know, really grabbing people's attention for Xbox and PlayStation right now over the summer. So, and, and again, the bundle has been an issue, right? And well. the bundles is one of those things. If, if what Garrick is saying, if we, if you kind of tie those leads a little bit of, you know, is it I'm picking up the switch and I'm picking up an extra game or two and those are it. And we're not seeing that same, same kind of penetration with the major players, then, you know, it, it could be that there's just not a flagship. And I think you guys have talked, you know, we're a little bit of a lull right now until, uh, until the, the season really kicks off. I know sports ball games are all, all the rage right now, but uh, <laughs> sports ball <laughs> see, games. I listen, I'm one of your, you know, two or three listeners. That's right. You are one of the two or three, right? Uh, I'm always offended yeah. when you don't, when you don't mention me listening. Uh, hurts my we'll feelings. call you out more, Jonesy. Thank you. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're right, and I. But but part of that again, I think we're burying the lead. Where if these are the five games that are getting picked up with the Switch and Zelda Breath of the Mild, Mario Kart, and Mario Odyssey are three of those five games, with Mario Tennis rounding out the top five with Octopath Traveler. Guess what? Nobody's got any games coming out right now. In the month of July, there was nothing. In the month of August, there was nothing. Sure, there's sports balls, but other than that, Mad, there's Madden's nothing. kind there's of a thing. A... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm dude. Have you watched any of the videos, any of the YouTube videos about Madden? No, I only buy Madden about every other year. So they actually they're using a new engine, and it's apparently people are saying it's trash. Oh, nice. At least how it translates into sports ball. Because 
I don't know. Uh, there was a, f- a thing a few years ago where it it felt like whether or not it's true, uh, where it felt like you were running slower when you were on offense and the defense was faster just to kind of even things up. Right. And that's the same thing that's going on this year. I mean, there are YouTube videos upon YouTube videos that you can go look at. And so I was just like, the long shot RPG aspect wasn't enough to get me to buy it again this year. I can see that. that and I've heard it was very bad. And I'm just not. What, the long shot? Yeah, the, the long shot. This year's long shot was not nearly, nearly as good as the first one. Man, last year's was so good. Yeah, the yeah. premise they went into it with this year, I think, was just flawed. I mean, you pick it up in season two and you've, you've, basically undone all the work from season one to me people don't like that type of thing i well let me speak for myself i don't like that because it means everything i did in last season is absolutely meaningless and the whole point of rpg is you get this carry forward type of story that you still feel like what you've done still matters and that's i mean when we talk mmos i mean we we feel like we you know we still bring our character forward and even though things change over time a little bit we haven't lost all the things that we've invested so much time and energy in, which is the problem yeah, with exactly. Ultimate Team type stuff too, right? Yeah, I wish Ultimate Team would carry over. MLB The Show does that, but Madden, NBA, NFL, right. um, NHL, sorry. Uh, none of those Ultimate Team modes or My Player modes or anything carry forward, which is really unfortunate. And on that as well, yeah, um, the first long shot story, no matter what ending you got in the in the end of it, Season two starts with one of the three endings. So if you got two of the other three endings, like, sorry, you, th- this isn't the real story. You got the the false ending. I don't know. I just, you know what? Where's the CFL game? The Madden CFL <laughs> where you can play as Johnny Manziel. That's all I want is I want to play as Johnny Manziel and I want to redeem him. But you're right. We, we do need better stats with downloads, with digital copies of everything. I mean, we're kind of past time to where this shouldn't be a reportable stat. No, I agree. I think I, I I think that Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo should be forced to release those. And maybe they do, and maybe I just don't know where to look. Or more accurately, maybe I just don't care. I, I don't uh, think they're forced to do that at all. Um, no, if they, they, they share be. it with anyone, it's going to be the shareholders. But it's not going to be individual titles. It's going to be uh, this is how much money we made from digital content sales. Right. Individual publishers would be a better way of finding out which games sold how many. Garrick's Gregarious Games. Hello, my name's Garrick. I like games, and hey, I'm no. Must there's no scatting. There's no scatting for the fiftieth for the fiftieth show. There is no scatting. I'm a little let down. I must tell you that all I have been playing is World of Warcraft: Battle for Azeroth. Yes, <laughs> is it? Is it that that's all you're going to tell us? Or is it also, all you can only tell us? Also, I have been playing other games that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Crowley has an idea of one of them. I hate you. Um, I hate you. And everybody out there should hate you for the same reasons. something I can tell you is that according to dictionary.com, the word of the day is in bosk, verb, Wait, I, to hide or conceal. Too- with or as scanning. if with foliage, greenery, or the like. Did you? Can you say fo- foliage again? Foliage. <laughs> I can't do it. Foliage. <laughs> okay, look, look. I'm not giving you any credence to this because you can't pronounce <laughs> oh words. God. Credence. Credence, Crowley. Credence.
Welcome to Crowley's Corner. Hey, big boy. Wanna play some games? Yeah! Hey, big boy. Wanna play some games on a corner with me? I don't even know. It's Crowley's Corner. Uh, we still need uh, a couple of players for our Bad Gamers Anonymous Chell 19 team. I can't believe I just called it Chell. Did, did you see they're actually calling it Chell? Yes, I did. I didn't know that was a real thing. It shouldn't be. Yeah, we weren't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. I thought you... it was just millennials saying this. I didn't know no. that EA themselves were calling it Chell. Yeah. Yes, it's just I can't stand any of you. You're all horrible people, <laughs> and you make I'm the sorry. world and you make the world awful. I'm just calling everything NHL. Chell. I'm just calling everything Chell now. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. I'm, I'm just going to call, gonna call wow. it NH. <laughs> Wow's Chell or L. Wow's Chell. Madden's Chell. Why do we even have words? And it wasn't even a word. It's an ac- You know what? I don't even care. You millennials don't know what acronym is. I'm just moving on to mobile gaming. What you playing? We have a Discord channel for mobile gaming. Uh, at the request of somebody who wasn't in our original Discord, but is in the new Merge Discord. And that's that's the hopping channel right now. That is, is, I believe you millennials say it's lit. Is that? It's no. Nobody says lit. It's uh. fire. Straight fire. It is straight fire. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I, I, it's lit. Um, <laughs> it's lit on fire. <laughs> it is. It is lit on fire. So let's just go around real quick. Uh, Jonesy, what Disney game are you playing on your mobile phone? There's only one Disney game on my mobile phone, baby. And that is <laughs> Disney Emoji Blitz. All right. <sighs> Dude, I can't help it. I love this damn game. It, it's crazy because they have these little... Uh, events all the time i mean like literally all the time and when they have one you get like a week off and then they start another one and you get great little gold coins you get new characters and all these other things and now these are emojis that you can that you can play with right like you can put them on your phone yeah yeah and i think you can even get them as stickers on iMessage and things like that too so it's yeah yeah, i mean you just unlock them with in-game gold you can spend money my wife spends an obscene amount of money on this game but you know it I just scored 11.3 million, which is like amazing with Mrs. Potts. So my street cred is like going through the roof right now, ladies and gentlemen. Right. That's right. I don't even know what to say. You know, we may I, need a third player for Chell. Yeah, we might. Hey, I'm your goaltender now. So you keep me happy. That's a son. good point. That's right. And I you called you son. I love it. Oh, good God, Cab. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So he's playing Disney emoji. Blitz. I don't even know why you call it Blitz. There's nothing blitzy about it. I've played it, sadly, for longer than I care to admit. It is Blitz mode, uh, man. You don't have to worry about time or anything? Or speed? Oh, no, you yeah, do. You do. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the Blitz. Yeah. You're, you're a Blitz. You have a what are Blitz you mode. Ugh. Garrick, what are you playing on mobile? <laughs> it's the ballroom Blitz. Um, Right now, on mobile, <laughs> I am playing... Nothing. All right. Well, he's got no time because he's playing games that he can't talk about. Um, I'm playing, or I was, Marvel Strike Force, uh, but I kind of stopped. And I stopped for the same reason that some YouTubers stop. And Polygon put out a a great little article about it uh, today. Uh, Cass Marshall over there at Polygon. You know, make sure I'm not plagiarizing. It's a thing. Uh, So... 
what 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 there's events that they do. There's in-game events, and one of the events that's that's come around is it's a Nick Fury and Kree event. Like it doesn't matter what the event is. But in order to complete the event, you need to put together a team of just Kree. Okay, we we've talked about Marvel Strike Force here. You know, you have there's teams you can put together and then you level them up and anyway, you have to have a bunch of Kree. Well, the drop rates to get that many Kree is insanely low. But for the low price of $100, you too can have an entire team of Cree. So the the premise of this article by by uh, Cass Marshall is that this is no longer a microtransaction territory, but macro transaction territory. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this other than just to ask you guys, is $100 microtransaction or is it macro transaction? We'll start with Garrick. Garrick, what do you what what say you? I don't I don't quite understand the question, but I'm gonna say macro because that sounds bigger. I don't not I'm not shocked at all. Jonesy, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think it still it still falls in the microtransaction bucket, but it's hard. I mean, when you got that kind of money though, you expect to get a a lot of big bang for your bucks though. And so uh, it's, I, I don't know that that's, that's pretty ballsy actually. That's, that's, that's more than what I spent on a full triple a game, Spider-Man. Uh, and that's with, including all the DLC content that they're going to come out with later. I get all of that for $80 for a hundred dollars on a mobile game. You just get this team. And some other stuff, but it's certainly not to the level of what you're getting with a full AAA game. It just seems, to me, it seems ridiculous. It seems um, just out of bounds. Now, I hate to say it, but I'm going to. Cab made a good point in our Discord. Son? Son. Uh, he, he did say that the option, you know, the alternative to that is to just not pay the $100 and just keep playing for free. Well, yeah, you're, you're not so much buying a, a team of characters as you are buying time yeah so i don't know whatever uh to each their own i would never spend a hundred dollars in a mobile game uh and jonesy's wife has probably spent more than that on <laughs> disney emoji blitz so let's just keep everything in perspective like to each their own right like everybody has different likes different tastes and if you want to spend a hundred dollars in a mobile game, go for it. But uh, there were a couple of YouTubers that that did uh, Marvel Strike Force, uh, pretty big YouTubers, and they they quit. They quit doing it, and they said that it's a ripoff. So take that for what it's worth. Now let's just get into the meat and potatoes of this show. That's I just it's, had steak and potatoes tonight for dinner. That has I don't know what that has to do with anything. Meat and potatoes. We're going to talk about WoW. Which is delicious. Wow, <laughs> Just like a steak I and potatoes. This is wow. a special episode, Crowley. Just go with it. It is, it is a special episode. Uh, and it kind of, I don't know, it makes sense that in our on our 50th episode, this special episode, this this huge announcement where we, we join Earglue Media, that we're talking about what is still possibly the biggest MMO on the planet. After 14 years, it's still number one. There are still millions of people playing it. In fact, on launch day for this seventh expansion, Battle for Azeroth, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, 3.5 million people had it on launch day. So that tells me that there's 
still approximately 3 million active subscribers. Probably I'm going to do one better. I'm Go going to say it. there's at least 3.5 million active subscribers. Well, what I meant was, jerk face, <laughs> is <laughs> 3 million before and then probably a, a half million coming back. So sure that right now there's 3.5 million active subscribers at the minimum, but I think everybody took my meaning. Right. I fit in this mold. I mean, I haven't played in 15 months and I liked Legion a lot. I thought Legion was a really great expansion, but I haven't played it in a really long time. And every time there's an expansion, and I think this is how I got you to start playing it was just one of these things of like, I have to play it. I want to know it. I am so invested in the, in the world of Warcraft, you know, lore and everything. And some of the characters that I've just got to kind of see how some of these things play out and, it's just it's just enjoyable it's fun i mean you have a variety of ways to play this game so i could see i mean that allure got me back and i'm sure you know a lot of other people you know i'm, I'm these numbers are probably pretty conservative of who's actually playing it and doing some of the pre-launch content because that was free yeah i you know i'm torn because i really i want to get into an mmo i love getting into mmos and I don't mind shelling out the $12, $13, $14, $15 dollars a month for an MMO. I haven't played WoW, full disclosure, for 10 years. Uh, and I just, I'm trying. I'm trying to get into it. But they don't make it, I don't think they make it easy. They try to. They really do try. Right. And we'll get into it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So let's just talk about it. It's the seventh expansion, like I said earlier. Uh, at three and a half million in sales. But where are we in the story? Right. So this is the seventh expansion. So we've had the full game and now seven expansions. So this is what I like to call story time with Uncle Jonesy. <laughs> Uncle Jonesy, can you catch us up on WoW? That is a very difficult thing to do. <laughs> so <laughs> here's what we'll kind of do. I'm a terrible storyteller, but we'll, we'll kind of go at a hundred thousand foot level here and just kind of catch up where we're at. So it's not even 30,000 feet. No, it's like, we're, no we're, 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 we're in outer space. Yeah, we are way out there. So at the end of the Legion expansion and, and Garrick and I talked about this in, when the cinematics were on and I was still trying to get in the game and whatnot, but Sargeras plunges his sword into Azeroth. And so it basically wipes out Silithus, which was on the, you know, a big area in the map and on the, uh, in the original Azeroth plane. And so, it basically kicked out Azerite out of uh, out of Azeroth. And so that's this blood, if you will. And so this stuff is very powerful in both factions. So the Horde actually find it, or the, uh, the goblins really find this stuff. But, of course, Alliance spies have you know, also seen it. And so they recognize this power, and now, of course, they've got to cultivate it and control it. But what I like about, and this is an interesting part of, of kind of WoW, is that you have these back and forth where we have kind of these crazy mystic type of storylines. And then we'll come back to this. Uh, one, some of the developers for, for Blizzard call it red versus blue, right? Where it's at the heart of wow is really this conflict between the Alliance and the Horde. And really, even within the Horde itself, we have this inner conflict. And now we, we have almost a rift forming. And so some of my favorite characters are like Thrall and, and Sylvanas. And Sylvanas has kind of gone off her rocker a little bit. And there's some, there's a lot of reasons why, but even so far as to set Childressil on fire. 
And this is the, you know, basically this living tree of the elves while they were gone. She, she set the whole thing afire. I think they just wanted to send a message, but then she's like, no, burn it down. Time to snuff out hope. And I know I'm skipping a lot of stuff here, but there's just so much. There's a, maybe, maybe Crowley will post it in the show notes, some of the lore uh, on Wowhead that you can actually walk through and, and, and read and, and watch the videos because I can't do it justice. The cinematic work that they do, the in-game cinematics that they do are just amazing. And this is one of the things that Blizzard has always done a phenomenal job with. I wish when, when they did Warcraft the movie, I was just hoping they would just do a straight CGI cinematic movie because what they turn out is amazing. But we've got, you know, this rift happening between uh, Saurfang and Sylvanas now. And so we had the Battle of Ordoran and we just, the, the craziness of it all is that Sylvanas is turning like plague onto her own troops and then resurrecting them. And it, it's just insane. And in the Alliance, you, as a Horde player, so I've been Horde my entire WoW career, if you will. Please use the word career lightly. Um, but... <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's hard to see this because you start to think, am I on the wrong side of this war? And and that, you know, Alliance or Care Bears, I'm sorry. You know, I, I can't do all the pretty stuff. I have to do the, the fun, interesting races you know, that always have the chip on their shoulder. And to to see what's happening with the Horde right now is, is really, really difficult. And so... But as we get into battle for Azeroth, basically both sides now see the need for allies beyond what they have. And so this is where we're, we're seeing the Horde go to the Zandalari tribe and uh, Princess Talanji and the king, uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But uh, I, I, I'd help you out, but I have no idea. Yeah. Like when <laughs> I play, I, I am I am 100% lost. Now, you mentioned Wowhead. Wowhead is huge. Um. And they're in on their lore page. There's no fewer than 29 YouTube videos. It's huge. Followed by a ton of information. Yep. It's. I don't have time to watch 29 YouTube videos. I don't have time to watch three YouTube videos. Well, right, that's and then you have of, that's a lot of investment. And they have a lot of book. And you have books in between too, right? So every time they do one of these expansions, they've got a book or two books that go with it. And uh, usually Christy Golden, who does some Star Wars books as well, is is a fantastic writer in the in the Warcraft world as well. But it's a it's it's a rich lore to say the least. It is. And so if I sound flippant about it, I don't mean to. It's just I don't I'm not invested in it. I didn't get invested in it. When WoW came out, I was still playing Final Fantasy Eleven. And then I tried to get into WoW, but I just I couldn't. I felt that the graphics looked at the time compared to Final Fantasy XI cartoony. Now, I love the graphics. Like, I think it looks really good after the uh, all the updates that they've done. It, it, it looks really good. So let's, I want to talk about this because you, you, you kind of hit on something where those opening cinematics for BFA, right? Battle for Azeroth, where Sylvanas kills her troops, her own troops, she gasses them, and then resurrects them so that, she continues to have an army, right? Right. Like, so she's doing all these. I mean, this kind of touches on, are you really on the right side? And then the larger themes of in war, am I on the right side? Am I, is what I'm doing right? So I kind of like that because it feels almost, I mean, it is philosophical. It's a philosophical question that I think soldiers and, and, and even generals have asked themselves for millennia. Am I, is, is what I'm doing right? 
And so the soldiers who get these orders kind of question themselves sometimes. Is what I'm doing, am I fighting for the right side? And so I like that. I like that aspect. And you sent uh, a... Uh, you sent a article again from Polygon from a guy named Ryan Gilliam. I'm sure it's Gilliam, and I'm absolutely ripping apart his last name. Pretty sure it's Gilliam. Okay, well then I didn't, and I or I did. I don't know. Regardless, um, you sent this. Eventually, there's not going to be a conflict. Is that is that the case between the Horde and the Care Bears or the Alliance? <laughs> thank you for thank you what, for saying it my way. I think it's I think it's just more of this evolution of what's to come because at some point this won't sell anymore uh, of this whole dynamic of just constant fighting. I tend to disagree. I I love killing care bears in their home cities. <laughs> I have <laughs> mounts for my trophies. Yes. <laughs> so nice. So I, yeah, I mean it's they're trying to say that this has got to evolve to something else and that we we've got this really rich culture uh, on both sides and that it's got to evolve to something else at some point. And Blizzard hasn't quite figured out what that is. They've had some great stories, but I remember when Legion was announced, I was like, didn't we already play this with Burning Crusade? Because now we've got the Burning Legion back into it. All of a sudden, Illidan's not a bad guy anymore. When in Burning Crusade, he was, and it gave you a totally new take on it, which is really neat, but they kind of, they, they twist it up a little bit on you. And so I just think that they're trying to, you know, they're postulating that, you know, things are going to change. And this is the, you know, this is the conduit for that change. So by the time we get out of this expansion, we're going to have a very different view of the Alliance and Horde factions. I don't know that that'll ever be true because I just don't think it can be. There's just too much distrust over the history of everything. And, you know, Anduin is now uh, the leader of the Alliance and, you know, his father was killed. I mean, they felt like he was abandoned by the Horde. So some of those things are difficult to let go of over time. And we've got to see what happens with Sylvanas. Cause I mean, she's, she's, she's crazy right now. And she's hot. Come back home, she's baby. So hot. Come back home. And I absolutely agree with Jonesy. I, I really personally like the conflict between the Horde and the Care Bears. And I think it's always a good idea in any game where you have two different um, alliances, so to speak, uh, it's always nice to have that persistent antagonist, whatever you're doing, regardless of what the story or the game is actually doing. You always have your your NPC, your mobs, your your boss monsters that you're fighting against, but you are also fighting against this entire other population of people that anytime you see, you just like, you, you're on the wrong side, kill. And uh, yeah, when, when Sylvanas torched the Undercity, I, it didn't really hit me at the time. I was just like, cool, the story mission, let's do the mission and get out. And then I was actually joining in on Crowley, trying to get to where he was. And I was on my character that had already played through that. And I zoned into that area and the entire, half the map was just in flames. It was just scorched earth. The city was completely in ruins. And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh crap, what? What have we done? What happened here? Why? So they do a good job of hitting long time, long time, long term players right in the feels with with BFA right off the bat. Like there's a lot going on. Things are destroyed. Things are never going to go back to being what they were. So I think they do a good job there. And I, I, I guess I should have said at the beginning, we're not going to review this because there's just too much to review. We're just going to give our impressions 
uh, of this expansion. So don't think at the end we're going to say, you know, we're going to give it X out of X. Seven we're not, out of ten. We're not doing that. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the new stuff in this expansion. Besides, you know, old zones getting torched and and old friends suddenly looking like they've lost their marbles. Um, let's talk about the new zones. So there are how many new zones, Jonesy? Well, there's two general new zones, but there's six regions to those zones that you quest in. And so on the Horde side, you have Zandalar, which is the general environment. And then on the Alliance side, you have Cool Tiras, which is, um, which actually I think the cool, I think their design on the Alliance side was actually really cool. It's kind of got this Pirates of the Caribbean type of feel is what uh, my friend Vidar, who's he's been running with us off and on uh, a little bit, he described as more Pirates of the Caribbean. And on the Horde side, you have more of this um, Aztec, which I think you had the same type of description for it too, Crowley, if I recall, which yes. which I think is really cool. And it, it, it really, it still feels like, wow, it, it feels like these are familiar enough environments, but you've got new things to look at and they, they're grand in scale and you know, there's lots of interesting things to do and each of these regions within the, you know, each of these questing zones within the general region have very different feels. So you go from this jungle type of look to more of a barren, you know, wasteland on the, on the horde side to actually being more or less in the city, you know, realm. And you go, you know, and the Alliance has got their different dynamics as well. So they, they always do a great job with the, with the zones. Uh, it's just always really fun to just explore. I think for the people who love exploring games, wow is such a fantastic world because there's just so many to do and now they they're marking all these rare creatures and the different elites and um the the way they're doing some artifacts we'll talk a little, little bit later but you can actually see these things now and get to them and and handle them and what's cool about the start of an expansion is that there are a lot of people doing it and the way that you can all tag the same beast and participate without saying oh i missed out on that it's gray i can't i can't fight it no you just tag it and everybody gets credit and it you know, it's a, it's a great world to, to be able to experience content without having to have a group or a race or, you know, pay the penalty of respawn rates. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best fixes in, in MMOs as a whole. I love this. In addition to that, they also have scaling levels. So if you encounter enemies in different zones, they can scale to your level, whatever they are. I don't know when WoW added that, but it's one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. I believe that happened with Legion that, yeah, the, the zone scale. So you, you have freedom to start wherever you want to start. And I mean, people kind of come up with what's the most ideal route. They're going to do that type of thing, but yeah, you're right. It, it, your level is always adjusting to the zone or you I'm sorry, the zone is adjusting to your level. So it's, it's always a challenge. Hey, I wish the older content would still stay weak so you can run people through stuff just for, you know, nostalgic purposes, but it, it's a lot, and it, it's a lot it of fun. does cap when i was joining crowley like i was saying earlier it capped at level like 50 or something like that and he was almost level 30 so even though i was 110 it did cap out in that zone for me yeah i you know i i've said this and i don't remember if i said it on a on a previous show or if i said it to you guys in 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 chat one night but final fantasy really needs to get on the wow uh uh program on how to launch an expansion yeah, there's been few issues uh, with with their servers, with long lines like <laughs> quests being broken, and, and there are long lines. You can only have one person in an instance at a time. There are no instances here. Everything's just out in the open, like Jonesy says. Everybody can tag it. Everybody gets the loot. So, 
When you have like, these great, I, you have these great phasing too that they introduced a number of years ago as well. So, yeah, but yeah, you're right. We had we had some authentication problems I think on launch day, which is pretty normal for Blizzard. That always seems to happen. But you didn't have the long queues. I mean, some of that's the game's not as popular as it was back, like when Wrath of the Lich King dropped. When Wrath of the Lich King dropped, there was a queue and you had to wait, you know, a while to get in. But they've they've kind of found a way to fix all of that stuff too, even with you know the millions of people playing. So it, it works. Yeah. yeah. So I I think they they do set the bar as much as I like to give wild crap for being a fourteen year old game. They they still have have the bar set. They are the bar. They don't just set the bar. They are the bar. Thank you, Seamus and Cesaro. Uh, so in each of these two new areas, there are three other mini areas, right, that you can explore. So the Horde has uh, uh, on Zandalar, Nazmir, Voldun, and Zoldazar right. that you can go explore. And the Care Bears have uh, Tyregard, uh, Dustavar, Drustavar, Drustavar and, yeah. and Stormsong. I, Valley. I, I can't say these <laughs> Stormsong, names. very I, traditional alliance name. <laughs> right. Uh, so there are new races that go along with this expansion. Like, I remember the last new race they they had done before was 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 that the panda race? The panda was that the kung fu panda? Yeah, the kung fu that pandas? one. Well, and you couldn't play goblins for a long time, and of course, blood elves. I think came out back with, uh, I guess that was Rathalus Cataclysm, right? Was it Cataclysm? Yeah, I can't remember. It's all blurring together. But yeah, we've got a few new races since then. I think even Burning Crusade introduced some stuff. Maybe that's when Blood Elves came on. I don't know. I can't. It was a painful time. I, I, I try to block that from my mind. Any pre- <laughs> I like the Blood Elves. That's what I play out is, is the Blood Elves. I know. We couldn't get hot. you to move for 20 minutes. You just stared at her the whole time. Oh, she's so hot. <laughs> uh, so um, so there are new races. So there are three new races with the Care Bears, which are the Dark Iron Dwarves, the Light Forge Dren- Draenei. Dren- yeah. Sure. <laughs> and, and the Void Elves. <laughs> You want me to pronounce the rest are, for you, Crowley? <laughs> are are they hot? Are are any of these three races hot? The the no. void elves kind of fit your fit your definition there. Perfect. Uh let's talk about the horde. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and pronounce these for me, Jonesy? Because I'm just gonna slaughter them if, if I if I don't. Yeah, the Magar orcs, the High Mountain Tauren, uh, which are the cows, and then the Nightborn. So it's another type of elf race for the for the elf. Oh, and they're hot. The Nightborn like, are hot. I don't like the High Mountain Tauren because all they did was give them moose moose antlers. It was a bit and uninspired. What's wrong with moose antlers? Nothing but longhorns. As long are as they gave us one hot race, what's it matter? Go longhorns. Hook uh, them, baby. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, here's here's the problem that I have with these with these races. Okay, so how do you recruit these races? Like, if you want to play as a race, it's it's account wide. So you only have to do this on one character. And then you can you can start a new character with these races. But you have to get reputation with each race. And in order to start the quest, the quest line, to get the reputation with each race, you have to grind from zero to whatever, 110, uh, to, to unlock this, these quest lines and then, then grind that reputation. You cannot use your boost, your 110 boost. Trust me. I tried. Ooh. So I think there are right. two exceptions to that. One is for the it's the Magar orcs, and then I'm trying to remember the alliance side. Is it the Void Elves or the is it the Void Elves or the Draenei? I think uh, I can't remember, but and that is unlocked with your uh, war campaign quest, which everybody has, and that's kind of your story mode outside of the 
normal questing zones, which I'm actually enjoying. I finally got, got in there with one of my uh, alt tunes. And so I'm going to, I like the High, Mo High Mountain Torn. I thought that was a great, I thought High Mountain was a great uh, touring or a questing area in Legion. And I like the, with the orcs and the torn, I really like the history and the lore aspect of those of those characters. I think the designs look good. I wish the torn had something a little more dynamic to them, like Eric was saying, uh, because just having the kind of the antlers and the spread, while cool, isn't uh, isn't really enough to inspire something different. But they they got different makeup or makeup. They have different like tattoos and things like that. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I'm sure they have fashion. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. the, the orcs look all like almost undead and they're all dark and mysterious and then the the nightborn also they're they're basically evil night elves and i love that but the tauren are just like we have uh we have different antlers here you go yeah i mean but they're still of the spirit world right i mean when you think of shaman yeah. the taurans you know they're in touch with the earth and everything else and it's just really cool i i used to only play orcs when i first started and then my buddy was like hey you know, let's run a, let's run a shaman and, and, and be a, be a big beefy one. And so we named him a bison because he's a bison. I get it. Anyway. Yes. Um, I see what you did there. Yeah. And I did nothing but play that enhancement shaman for years and years and absolute still one of my favorite characters to this day. And so, but the, the lore aspect of that and the orcs as well. I mean, Warcraft is steeped in orc lore. I, I think it's the most interesting race in this game period. Okay. If you said, I don't know. I haven't. Look, I, I started with Care Bears 10 years ago, and I think I got to like level 30 or 40, and none of my friends were playing anymore. And they was, weren't helping me level in, in whatever guild we were. So I was just like, you know what? I think I'm done. And it's the I, dwarves, I, by the I, way. The dwarves are unlocked with the war campaign. If I read, if I read see, my so notes like five seconds later. <laughs> see, so the hot ones, the hot ones you have to grind from zero to, yeah, to 110 do. and then yeah i'm not grinding <laughs> for the hot ones i'll grind on the hot dude ones. no you you see that uh you see that mana saber they've got and you'll want to grind that for the mount it's awesome yeah let's let's talk about that so there's some heritage armor for each of these races these new races that look pretty sweet as far as you know armor sets go in mmos these look really good and then you're saying that there are mounts that go with them as well. Yeah, there's also a mount in each one. I've got a mana saber on my on my account. I think I bought it as part of a part of a bundle that they had. I think they had like a 50% off sale because they're a little bit expensive to start. You know, like $25, I think, $15 to $25 for for um for mounts you can buy like outside of the game. But they had a huge discount one holiday time or something like that. So I got a couple for for practically nothing. But the mana That's saber crazy. is awesome. It's like Panthor from He-Man to kind of lean on Mike a little bit here. But it's like nice. Panthor. It's kind of like this glowing, semi-transparent, and they can fly as well. And they have great armor. I mean, they just look awesome. In your opinion, then, it's worth grinding to get these new the new heritage armor and the new mounts and stuff? I think so. That, I mean, this is this, okay. this is that replayability thing, right? I mean, if yeah. for a lot of people, I mean, Garrick has said this a handful of times, too, that he really enjoys like starting these initial quest lines in the early leveling. And I agree with him entirely. And this is where wow has always excelled because you get a lot of that lore and that exposure to the characters and the races and the, you know, what's going on. And Blizzard has always done a fantastic job of storytelling. 
And so I think from a replayability, like seeing these different quest lines and trying them out and, and enjoying that is, is definitely worth the time and effort, especially once you've kind of capped out and maybe it's not a raid night and you're not having to grind mats and things like that, then what else are you going to do with your time? Ugh, played something else. Um, <laughs> dude, I've been here. I have been there where it's it's not raid night and you're grinding mats and you're doing all that stuff. Uh, I, I, I just, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can go back to those. Um, let's talk about what else is new in this, in this expansion. Uh, let's talk about the artifact system version 2.0. So this was confusing even for you for a minute, right? Yeah. And I, I think you had some questions in general about how easy is this game to pick up for, you know, new players in general and also players that have been gone for a while. And it is very different and thank goodness for wowhead because i don't know how we'd survive without wowhead and a handful of other sites <laughs> you know but and i think wowhead i mean i i kind of want to i want to talk about them just real quick because you brought them up they've set the standard for what mmo websites should look like oh yeah it's amazing i mean when when you when you think of what were the some of the website for final fantasy 14 do you remember garrick uh yeah me either uh, there's there's a there's two different main ones and I couldn't tell you either one of them but everybody even the 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 swotor they I, in fact I think it was originally called swotor head and they had to change it because wowhead said no <laughs> so yeah. uh you know wowhead I, I think I think was, was something like um there's this a, a 14 database and then I think Gamerscape had something. There you go. That sounds familiar. I don't know. But Wowhead is the 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 standard bearer for all other MMO websites. And they really do a fantastic job. And to your point, new players have this resource that has been curated and kept up to date by the, the fine staff at Wowhead for the last 14 years. So they can find all these questions you know, if we're not answering them to their satisfaction there. Um, so I, this artifact system, Jonesy, like I get it, but I don't get it. Can you break it down for me? Right. They introduced artifacts with uh, in, in Legion. And at that time, they just did it with the weapon. So it was basically like a talent tree for your weapon. And you, you would... Uh, you know, do quests or you get rewards that would give you this artifact power. And once you had enough, you could, you know, put a talent point in. And so it was just a different way of customizing your character. But again, there's, there's always an optimal way within WoW because people are going to go and mine all this stuff and test it until they're blue in the face. The artifact system here, so we lost our weapons, right? So we lost our doom hammers and our, 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 our class specific legendary weapons. They were all sacrificed in order to help beat Sargeras with the old gods, right? And so now we're left with something different. And so what they've decided to do is you're basically, you earn or you're gifted armor. And your armor has certain types of talents, if you will, that you can select. And again, you're still using and accumulating artifact power. And you're just doing that from questing and, and whatever else. But your gear now you have to kind of almost strategize which gear you want to do because they only have certain types of talents, 
right? So you remember back with like tier sets, you know, you, oh, I want three of this tier because it gives me this bonus. I want two of this one because it gives me this bonus or here's my five, you know, my set, my total set bonus or whatever it was. This is kind of a different take on some of that. And I don't really know. I'm curious to get y'all's take on it because I don't know if I really like it. I don't mind it because it's more passive. So you don't have to think quite as hard and you hover over them. And usually there's one that kind of jumps out to you that you like. They're not quality of life, but they're also not mind blowing to just kind of really, you know, impact how your character plays. And a lot of them are, are passive abilities, but, um, so I, I think I kind of like it, but it's not, you don't have to think as much, which again, I'm kind of in the camp of not wanting to think as much when I play games because I'm getting a little bit older, but I'm curious how you guys have adjusted to it and what you, you think kind of coming back into this, you know, completely cold Turkey. Crowley, I'll let you go first. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not, here's the thing. So I don't think I'm going to have time to raid and I'm not, we're not doing any dungeons or anything yet. So for me, it, I just look at the, my options and go, yeah, I'll just pick that one. It's kind of like what you said. One just kind of jumps out at you and you, and you go with that one. Um, I'm interested to see how it would affect end game. If indeed I ever do get to end game. Uh, how it would affect your your stats in raid, and then your theory crafters come in. There's going to be certain sets that you want. Like that's the kind of stuff that for me in an MMO interests me. Um, but just casual playing, jumping on, playing for like you said, one jumps out at you, and you click it and you move on. So it's it's easy peasy, and there's not a lot of like you said, there's not a lot of thinking to it. So Garrick, are you thinking about it when you when you choose one, or is it just kind of up oh, this one? Not really. I, I, they usually give you a choice of two of them for quest rewards, and I choose the one that has the base stats that are more in line with my spec at the moment. Um, for me, I've been running on a Beastmaster Hunter, which I absolutely love, and I think is honestly way too overpowered. It is so overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm having a lot of fun on him, but I, I go for everything with mastery on it or bearing that, then I'll, I'll usually go for like critical. Um, but I will just go for the base stats. I won't even look at what my customization options are, but I really do like getting into the different weapons and armor pieces and being able to customize them. The only thing I actually don't like about this is as you're powering up this amulet and unlocking all these benefits, um, that... That stays with you. I wish you actually had to work on each individual piece of armor because I'm getting to the point now, I'm about level 116, where what I get, I've already unlocked all of the customization options on it. So I don't really, I don't feel like I'm earning anything. I don't feel like I'm working towards anything. I wish you had to earn um, as right power on each individual artifact rather than having an amulet with it i think people how much grind do you want yeah i know right people would lose their minds if we did that to them well lord and i that's the thing maybe they could cut down the grind like maybe it's not something that's automatically unlocked but each one would cost significantly less in order to get look go play some Korean grind fest and not wow. Wow's America, man. America. Whatever. Right, I just don't feel simple, like easy and uh, dude. I, I'm not putting the, the work and the effort into these. And I, I wish that 
you know, th- this is all fine and dandy. I really hope that the high level stuff, though, that you get does require a little bit more working towards to unlock everything. It is a little weird not to have the constant switching of gear to where I'm having. I mean, it's kind of your secondary gear that you're having to look and compare stats with. But some of these core head, shoulders, chest are kind of getting solidified for you and you, you keep them for a while now which is a little bit different than some expansions in the past where it seems like you're always rotating gear in and out. You know, do I like this or do I like that? And I find I'm not doing that as much and the quests don't have as much um, gear to offer. I mean, it's still there, but, you know, it's not as... I think it feels more rewarding, though, this way. I mean, at least to me it does because in... And again, I haven't really played a lot of WoW expansions, so I can only go off previous MMO experience. But it's like you said, you're you're pretty much just rotating new gear in and out for that whole expansion until you get to the new level cap. And then that's when you start collecting that gear that's going to last you for a while, whether it's through raiding or dungeons or whatever, where this one, like you're keeping this gear for a while and you're upping the stats on it as you go. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm more powerful than I probably am. Number one. And number two, like I'm actually like, I don't know, making progress on the character. Does that make sense? Like yeah. You feel like you accomplished something. So I, I see both sides. I see where you're coming from, Garrick, where you want that grind. You want, like, you you are a typical MMO player from the last 15, 20 years. And I am now, sad to say, a filthy casual when it comes to MMOs. So I would just rather, you know, feel like I'm getting rewarded. Um, well, something that let's talk about. Well, something before no, we leave ahead. that, yeah, something that Legion did really well. Though they had a lot of world quests, and that's that's kind of the grind that that Garrick is talking about. You do these world quests, and you can either get gear or you can get you know more artifact power and things like that. But they were actually interesting to do. So it wasn't just the daily quests. I remember doing daily quests back in the Blood Elf Zone, and that was just it was became a job. But in in Legion, they did such a great job where it was actually interesting. You could go kill a you know, a world boss, you know, and you had these huge raids that would just go do that. And and that was, you know, you get some reward for, you know, for, for killing that beast. And so that was a lot of fun and it made dailies like really tolerable. And actually I thought they were actually enjoyable. And for a long time, I was just playing the game just to see what kind of dailies I could get. Cause I wasn't raiding. I was casual. I wasn't, I do dungeons from here, here and there, but I didn't want to invest all of the time and effort it, did, it took to do serious raiding. Cause I just don't have that anymore. Yeah, I, well, that, I don't have that bandwidth either. That said, have y'all actually hopped into the new war campaign for this? I have not, no. I've started it, um, so I've done a couple of the scenarios, but I haven't got all the way through it yet. And then just just making sure I'm talking about the right thing. That's It's one of the very first missions you get. You get a message from Sylvanas on the Horde side saying, hey, we need to we need to work this stuff through. And then there's actually a boat off the dock right. in the new area you go to, and there's like a bunch of tables and like commanders that you go talk to, and you can recruit NPCs and send them out on missions. That's the war campaign, right? Right. Yeah. It's it seems like the new version of garrisons that they introduced back in Worlds of Draenor. Yeah, which I heard good stuff about, but I never never got into. Um, I, I like this system though. I like the war campaign because you're just you're recruiting these NPCs. You don't have to think about it. You send them off to missions for a couple hours, and they come back with rewards, and it's great. I've gotten to the point where a couple of the rewards that I get 
there's like several missions to choose from, and I like choosing the ones that give me more Azerite power. So I don't have to go grind world missions or anything like that. I can just be like, cool, log in, send these guys off to the mission. Next time I log in, then I'll get some extra Azerite power, and I did, just did nothing. Thank you for being uh, subtle with your correction. I think I've been calling it artifact power out of habit. <laughs> but you're right. It is Azerite power. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. It, you know, no, that, that was you, smooth. You go man. and you collect Azerite. That was really smooth, man. Nice job. To- tomato, <laughs> tomato. You know. I don't even know where to go with that. Let's talk about whether or not, <laughs> like, if you're a new player, are you, like, you're so far behind. I've honestly, as a, literally, I could be considered a new player to WoW. I don't have an existing character. I feel overwhelmed. I feel absolutely overwhelmed with the amount of things to do in the game that I don't really know where to start. And I'll be honest, the 110 boost isn't really that big of a help. Because now I just feel like I I just feel like I don't know how to play my character. I just don't. Yeah. Maybe. It depends on what you want to. It depends on what you're looking to get out of that experience. So if you're trying to jump right into the current content, it gets you there fast. You're absolutely right, though. You have a little, you know, lead in where you, you learn five abilities, four or five abilities. And then they're like, okay, well, here's the rest. Congratulations. And you're like, I have... (laughs) no idea what to do i barely know how to set up a bar you know and even if you've played the game before getting into it and trying to figure out what they've done with the talent trees because then you've got a talent tree you've got to to spec out and unless you have someone to guide you or you have that experience of knowing where to go it can be very very daunting and that says a lot about like questing from the start you're right you learn a lot of those abilities over time but make no mistake, starting at 110 and trying to go from 1 to 110 with a brand new character with no help leveling, so no uh, XP bonuses and things like that, is a grind. I mean, that is a that's a lot of that's a huge time commitment. So, the I think I have a level 30 hunter, 31, and that's that's what I've been playing yeah. when you're not on because I want to. I would rather experience the new stuff with you because oh. for me it's fun like hearing your reaction to all of this stuff and to the story and to the new lore and to the new characters and all that. Like, it's fun for me to hear that reaction because I have no vested interest in this. And even getting my Hunter to 31, I'm still like, I have no vested interest in this. So I don't want to give it, I I don't want to rate the game because I think we we're just looking at impressions. And I, I would say I'm impressed with this expansion. Garrick, are you impressed with it? I am impressed with this expansion. This is the longest I've ever played WoW. Jonesy, are you impressed with this expansion? As a seasoned WoW player, are you impressed? Every time I jump into it, it's enjoyable, and I find myself trying to find time. I have not had any time to play, (laughs) and yet now I'm staying up until 1.30 just so I can squeak in a little bit of time between all the other things I got to get done. (laughs) So it's, it's really enjoyable. It's fun to be back, and... This is the this is the hard part. Is like, okay, how long will it capture your attention as a casual? Because at some point they start switching to more of the hardcore players and keeping them happy. Right. And so that's my very next question. Garrick, with all of the games that you know are on the on the horizon, how long is this game going to keep your attention? Will you sub longer than one month? Probably not, to be 
perfectly honest. Um, as soon as all the heavy hitting stuff comes out, this this September really starts it all off. I'm probably not hopping back into WoW. I'm already not hopping back into WoW. <laughs> All right, like we have literally what two weeks until Spider Man? Yep, exactly two weeks till Spider Man. Three days less than that for the new Destiny expansion, as well as Dragon Quest Eleven, and then a week after Spider Man, new Tomb Raider comes out, and then and then a week after that, NHL or Chell. Thank you, or Chell. That's right, Chell. So, uh, Jonesy, how? I mean, you've said on the Discord that you will not be purchasing Spider Man, which is sad. It is. It is a sad day in in um new york uh and you will not be purchasing it so will you continue to play wow then well i'm really disappointed about spider-man because a that's my favorite comic book character i think the design that they've got looks amazing i mean the, the game looks like it's gonna be a ton of fun so it's just a casualty of time i will continue playing wow though even when we uh fire up nhl because i just i want to keep going and i've got other characters i can explore with as well and so you can do the cool thing about wow is you can do this thing at your own pace and you don't have to play by anybody's rules. You can play it as a solo game with minor group effort if you choose to, you know, or you have one or two close friends. And so I think that's the cool thing about it. You can keep sub and make sure you get your money's worth, but you don't have to feel like you have to devote at, as your, your prime game and the only game you want to play and everything else fits in is like, no, you can log on, two, three, four times a week at most and still be able to enjoy it for an hour at a time, hour and a half at a time and and then, you know, put it back and do the rest of what you want to do. I just feel like if I'm subbing to an MMO, I need to get my time's worth out of it or my money's worth out of it with time. That's fair. I have to log in as much as possible. And if I'm too busy playing other games, other single player experiences, why should I keep that subscription going? No, I mean, that's a really fair challenge because your money is precious. Everyone's money is precious. And so you've got to feel like you're getting that value. And this kind of comes back to how invested in figuring out the story or hearing the story are you, or are you, well, it's interesting. So I'll just wait until I can go see all the cinematics on YouTube, you know, because I just want to know how the story, you know, unfolds, but I don't necessarily need to explore it myself. So, I mean, that's a good idea. What? Watch it on YouTube? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do that I, now. I just came up with it off the top of my head. I've never done that before. Never done that. streamers. I don't have to buy the game myself. <laughs> right? Like, this, there seems to be a resurgence of WoW, and of course it makes sense with the expansion. I don't know how long it's going to last for casual players like myself. I think I'm kind of in the camp that Garrick's in. Like, I don't know if I'll keep the sub past the month. Um, I think it's fun to come back into, though. It's like Jonesy said. You don't have to play it the way everybody else plays it. You can be that filthy casual and come in for the story. So uh, I like I like playing with friends. Like I've said before, it's more of a social thing. So I, you know, I I I, I get, I'll get that with Chell. I'll get Jonesy and Chell because he's my goalie. Yeah, you can have me anytime, big boy. Oh, I'll, see, I'll he, play a he game gets with you. Crowley's corner. He <laughs> gets it. This guy gets it. Jonesy, I don't have thank- enough money. You don't. Jonesy, thank you so much for coming on for this very special episode, announcing EGM uh, and our 50th episode. It, it, thank you so much. It's uh, always great having you on. I'm super excited. And thank you for inviting me. Although, uh, although when, I have to, can I make a request? Yes, please. Garrick, will you scat for me, please? Oh, good God. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. I'll just leave that in and say it's because of the 50th. 
uh, when, when Chell releases, we'll we'll get you back on and we can talk about Chell. We can sports ball without Garrick. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking for. I, I love playing goalie. I don't know what it is. Uh, we just did it during the beta, and it's so much fun. It's hard, or it's not hard, but it's challenging. You got the everything on your shoulder. So that was oddly well, yeah, because usually. Because I'm the defense, so I'm always creeping up trying to score for whatever reason. Because I'm a terrible player, uh, get good scrub. Uh, so we'll we'll have Jonesy back on for that, uh, and I'm sure you'll be hearing more about the basement and the Cantina Cast uh, now that we're part of uh, Ear Glue Media. Uh, so uh, for for Garrick, who's actually on location, he's 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 coming. He came out of his bunker for the special fiftieth episode. He's on location in a secret location uh, uh, for Jonesy. I don't know how you can say I'm on location if I'm not there with you. You're in. Uh, you're. I'm in a location. Sure, I was in an, another location before this. He's also in the location. You're welcome, everybody. We're part of Ear Glue Media. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>